This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello, and welcome to the Late Late Show with me, Declan McElorn. I'm going to admit to teacher colleagues, one I work with, and one I know through networking in the profession. First guest is Grant Ibogwe. He's a maths teacher, he's a trainee, and the other teacher is a primary school teacher. It's Shinny Graduates, who's a regular on Teacher Talk Radio. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chickwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket 
Market, and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A food strategy white paper is to be unveiled by Boris Johnson this week. The Prime Minister has been criticised for ignoring suggestions made by his food czar, Henry Dimbleby. At the moment, most children in year three and above do not qualify for free school meals if their household income from work is more than £7,400 a year. Mr Dimbleby suggested either extending this to all children in households receiving universal credit or raising the income threshold to £20,000. Neither of these ideas has been included. According to campaigners Feeding Britain, extending eligibility would have benefited thousands of children. A government source has told the Mirror, we're very clear we will continue to keep free school meals eligibility under review. In Scotland, the Liberal Democrats are challenging the Scottish Government over whether a promise to recruit more nursery teachers to work in the most deprived communities has been binned. In January 2017, Nicola Sturgeon, First Minister, committed that an extra 435 graduates would be in place in nurseries by 2018, at the time insisting the move was absolutely crucial to tackling the attainment gap. Liberal Democrat education spokesman Willie Rennie said more than 100 nurseries in the most deprived communities in Scotland don't have the extra nursery teacher Nicola Sturgeon personally promised would arrive in 2018. Astonishingly, at the current rate of progress, it's going to take another 10 years for the SNP to meet what was a one-year target. Nicola Sturgeon promising education would be her number one priority feels like an awfully long time ago for children and parents. They are being taken for a ride. They deserve to know if the nursery staffing target will ever be met, or if it has been binned too. Children's Minister Claire Hoy said, Since 2017, the early learning and childcare workforce has expanded massively, with graduate ELC staff increasing by more than half. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week's Two Minute Tech is in response to a Twitter post from Tom HB asking what makes a good multiple choice question. I'm not here to discuss the research behind questioning, you can do that on his show, but I can give you some tech that makes a good multiple choice question. Here I celebrate the beauty of tech and all the positives that we can gain. Did you know a lot of multi choice question builders will give you data? It is down to you to decide if the data is useful, however, the data 
data is automatically generated, so you don't have to do any marking. Data can be exported and added to a spreadsheet for quick comparison. Electronic multi-choice questions can be shared easily. They work across multiple devices and can be reused or tweaked in future activities. Individual question feedback is available on the individual or the cohort. Everyone has their favourites. Some allow live synchronous participation, others are asynchronous and can be done at any time. Kahoot is an example of this. Well known by teachers and it gives both of these options and has a bank of pre-made questions from its large community. The quiz platform you choose will depend on the required outcome. Do you want a quick poll during a presentation? Then iSpring will embed into a PowerPoint or a link to Mentimeter will let you get live feedback. Do you want to ensure knowledge is remembered through repetition? Then create a Google or Microsoft form, call it a breakout room and set it to go back to the beginning every time a question is answered incorrectly. This will force the correct answers to be entered to complete the room. And you will be the cool teacher that's down with the kids knowing what a breakout room is. Put simply, electronic quizzes can be great if you use one that suits your topic. Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hey, hey, how are we doing? Evening. Evening. Oh, my days. I can actually hear you. It's a miracle. Oh, I love it. And I can hear you, which is great. Which is great, which is absolutely great. How are we this evening? Tired. It's been a long one. A lot of report writing, all of that. What about you? It's, uh, well, apart from the technical difficulties, it's uh, not been too bad. It's not been too bad at all. I... uh, I'm very blessed and very lucky. I actually don't have to work. Uh, I don't actually have to write any reports. Oh, and there's Grant. Let me just invite him in. Hello, hello. Grant, you there, mate? Yeah, right here. Thank you for inviting me on, bro. Uh, no worries, no worries, mate. Sorry for the technical difficulties. The the late start, my bad, my bad. How late, late show, late, late start is fine. Happy to, well, it is the late, late show, mate, so it's, it's not really a drama. How are we this evening, mate? I'm good still. I'm good. Uh, just finished some teacher training, came back and chilled at home. So I'm all right. Oh, is that the uh, the trainee twilight? Yeah, literally. Um, what was we doing? Was doing something called metacognitive um strategies today. So yeah, we whole bunch of training. Um, because I'm a te- obviously I'm a I'm a trainee teacher. So we go through all of those um training sessions every Thursday. So yeah, so um. Yeah, interesting session, I'd say. Yeah, I can imagine it was, mate. See, to be honest, I remember when I was in NQT, doing my uh, NQT twilights, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm dreading this. I have to go and sit and be yeah. talking that for a few hours. But listen, see when COVID happened, it all stopped. I mean, that was the, oh God, that's terrible. It was the only saving grace of COVID. No more NQT twilights. Right, Grant, thank you for coming on, mate. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so... um. I'm a graduate, graduated from Aston University and the way I came into teaching, I'd say wasn't necessarily, like I didn't necessarily think I'd be a teacher at this point. Um, I lost my job during COVID. So I was like a lot of people just searching through total jobs, searching through Indeed. I was putting my CV in for so many different jobs. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. Like, you know, when you're just applying, 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 you don't even remember that you've applied for a job. And then you get the call back, like, and you're just like, I need a job. Yep, yep, yep. Bring me in. I'm ready to start. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Ready I, to start yesterday. 100%. So, mate, 100%. I, uh, I was in a similar situation myself. I finished, graduated uni, 
didn't have COVID going on in the background, came home, moved back to Northern Ireland, back to Belfast. And I started working as a classroom assistant. And I thought, you know what? I could actually, I could do this. I, I'm enjoying working with kids. I never thought, I never wanted to be a teacher. But I was thinking, you know what? I could actually do this. I, I could actually be a teacher. I've seen some, so it's terrible, like, but I've seen some people teaching. I was like, surely I could do a better job than this. And, <laughs> you know, I just applied for a PGC and moved back to Liverpool. Like, yeah, sorry, no. I interrupted there. Carry on, mate. Carry on. Yeah, no, literally, it's like it's similar to your route. To be fair, I'm kind of so the job I applied for was a teaching assistant role, and um, yeah, I was a maths teaching assistant for um throughout the whole of last year, and I was um one of my one of the maths teachers there that kind of encouraged me and said, "Are oh, you from what they saw as a teaching assistant? They thought." Um, you could be a, a math teacher. You, you should think about a plan to become a math teacher, and that's sort of how I got into to the actual teaching role. Like, it definitely wasn't planned. It wasn't when I came out of uni. I didn't necessarily think, yeah, I'm gonna become a teacher. But um, my experience as a teaching assistant, I enjoyed it so much. Like as a teaching assistant, um, and then when they said you could definitely become a teacher, it made me think about it a bit more and thought, yeah, why not? Let me go for it. Yeah, I hear you, mate. I was pretty much the same boat. Like, just thought, you know what? I could do this job, no sweat. Being absolutely no bother. But, yeah, no, it's grand. I'm glad you're teaching, like. Tell me this, you're London born and raised then? Yeah, London born and raised, literally. Um, I, I now work in the area where um where I grew up, where I went to school in. So, like, the school I work in is probably two minutes walk from the school I went to, where I went to secondary school. It's like a minute's walk from where I went to primary school. So it's a weird like full circle moment to to be able to teach and, and work in like, the same area I grew up in. It's like, it's, it's very surreal. Like walking, like literally walking past some of my primary school teachers and then when we're catching up, like they're realizing, oh, you're a teacher now. Like I remember when you was in, you was wearing your when you was wearing your trousers as a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. me from that and now I'm a teacher <laughs> teaching you. Like it's so it's so full circle. It's so weird. Like, but no, it's, it's 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 been an experience either way. It's been an experience either way. No, and a good experience as well. I am um, I was literally just about to ask you, like, coming to London from Belfast, like, how different is schooling in all like you you'd be able to tell me as a as a secondary school student and then as a teacher in a school in London, like how how different is it in Belfast compared to London? Mate, that's a good question. See to be honest, lad, it's there's some similarities. There there is some similarities. Like obviously London is so, so much bigger. It's absolutely huge. Um so I can't can't compare in terms of scale. Um but when I teach, when I teach my students, I do. It's really weird to see a bit of myself in them as well. Like they've got that, I don't know. They've got that cheek, and I love it. It's so, it's so nice to see because it does take me back home. It reminds me of back home. Um, like the real characters, our students. I feel like they're you can you really see their personalities. Their own, they're their own little people, and I feel like that's the way it was back home. It wasn't generic. It was very. I don't want to say personality driven, like, but there was always big, big characters in my school when I was growing up, and you were known in the area as well. Um, what's interesting, 
and I've, I've said this to the kids and I've said it to my colleagues as well, there's, back home we had serious, serious sectarianism. So areas were divided on a religious basis. You couldn't go into certain areas if you were Catholic, you couldn't go into certain areas if you were Protestant. Um, it didn't matter that you were all from Belfast. It's just the way it was. It was obviously going back into history. And it really shocked me when the kids said, like, about postcodes being a thing. Yeah. It's from different, ar- different areas, scrapping each other, fighting each other. Yeah. Just, just off um, just off their postcodes, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Um, People but, always find ways to divide themselves, to be fair. This is it. This, this is it. People will always find a way to just have a, a pure scrap no matter the opportunity or no matter where they're from or where their background like they'll just find a way conflict finds a way i think it's absolutely shocking like um i was going to ask right so you've been teaching you've been teaching what a year now that's your first year yeah first year could, could you see yourself making a career career out of it um i could definitely see myself making a career out of it but me personally, the way I am, like, there's so many other things I want to want to do as well that I don't think, like, I when I when I was in school, I knew of teachers that were in the job for 20 plus years, 15 plus years, 10 plus years. And like... Yeah, I hear it. And me personally, like, the way out, like, because there's so many other things. Teaching, that's the weird thing about the, the way I came into teaching because although I didn't expect to become a teacher at this point, it was something I always wanted to do in my life. Like I did want to become a teacher at some point, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily even maths, but like I did want to teach at some point and um, but I didn't envision becoming a teacher so early. So whether I'd stay as a teacher for, for a long haul in terms of a career, I can't necessarily guarantee that myself to be fair, because I know there's so many other things I want to do outside of teaching that it's gonna inevitably lead me to to step away from the profession. Yeah, I hear you. I I was thinking, I don't know. I've I've seen these teachers who like yourself who've been and you see them and they've been in twenty plus years. They're part of the furniture, and I am quite I'm envious of them. I'm like, wow, I, that really. I, I, it fascinates me. Like I, I know a colleague who she's teaching kids now, who she taught their dads. My old PE teacher taught my dad. Do you know what I mean? I was able to actually say, "Oh, do you remember this this student?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh, that's my dad." And I don't know, crazy. He he didn't like him much. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I I don't know. I've always wanted to be one of those teachers, but. Now I've been in my role. I've been teaching since 2018. People, I don't know if people count their training year. I never used to, but I've started to now. I'm like, Jesus, I've got grey hairs now. <laughs> I've been teaching since 2018. Crazy. And, Crazy. and even then, I feel like I've been in the profession for ages, which is uh, which is insane because there's been people teaching for far, far longer and who probably feel far fresher, but I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh God, I feel like part of the furniture. Um, but I, I could see myself making a career out of it i, I do I remember, I remember me and you had conversation like away from the podcast but we had conversations about how you basically like you and a couple other teachers basically helped to rewrite the um the not the curriculum but the scheme of work the scheme of work for your subject and the fact that like that's kind of what um 
stopped you from wanting to leave the school or stopped you from wanting to walk away? Like once you was able to like rewrite the um, scheme of work and you was able to put your own imprint and it was kind of yours, it made you, um, it didn't, it made you like look away from wanting to step away. Is like, if you was given more responsibility and is, is there a case of um you getting more responsibility in a school that in, that would encourage you to stay? Was it like, do you have that problem where um it'll get, it'll get stale and you'd want to refresh away from the school? No, that, that's a great question. But yeah, it, it's, I'm hitting it from both ends. So I'm thinking like the, f- the fact that I've invested so much time changing so much and that that's, down to my amazing team. I'm a team leader, um, like the big boss, the director of humanities. So much thought has gone into it and so much thought has gone into the way it, need, it needs to be changed. Obviously, you, you've seen what's happening in the news, decolonizing the curriculum, Black Lives Matter, the, the history curriculum. I'll say I'm a history teacher and it just wasn't where it needed to be. So we, we needed to change those lessons, change schemes of work. And doing that, it was... It, it's been lovely and I'm investing that amount of time just changing things. It, it makes it very, very difficult to leave. So that's one aspect. The other aspect isn't so much career. I, I do, obviously, if you get a promotion, you're going to stay. But the thing that makes me want to stay the most is the kids. Mm. So I took on, when I started, I, must be, I started in 2019. So the kids I started with, they were in year eight. I came in for like the summer like a week in July and didn't start properly until September. But I've seen those kids when they were in year eight, they're now in year 11, they're about to leave. And they were, they were my first tutor group as well. And I'm looking at them like, ah, Jesus, it's really sad. Like you guys were here and I've spent, I've spent years with you. So it's sad seeing them go. And then next year we'll start back in, when we start back in September, my year 10s are going to be year 11s. And I want to get them their GCSEs. Like I want them to do well. Um, yeah, I, I want them to do really well. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a hard one because even there's a the year group now, the year sevens. Have you taught the year seven? I've only done cover classes with them, but obviously, I'm like I'm around them a lot for like, sporting activities and like basketball and things like that. But I haven't really, I haven't got to teach them personally. There's something that, that year group are absolutely beautiful. They're so lovely. The, the way the way um their pastoral have got them. Pattern. and you've played a big part like literally you've played a big part in that as well I was about to say like that's a basically another cycle that you've been able to like put your foot in and kind of get entrenched in because yeah. you've basically been a like you was basically a debt for months and months and months you was there I'm deputy I'm deputy pastoral leader so it's kind of like I'm, I'm assuming and obviously this is just an assumption like you'd probably want to see how they develop and see how they go through school because you've put in a lot of hours with, with that year group as well well this is it man I, I don't want to take too much credit because their pastoral directors amazing as well but yeah they're just amazing and i want to see them go through i want to i can imagine being there on their results day in august four years down the line and being like it's really emotional like, like just yeah. that, that that little year group that i invested time in like proper and they, they are really they are they're so lovely. They're, I don't know what it is. The other year groups are great. Great, great kids. But this this whole year group, there's something about them. They're just fantastic. And they're going to do so well. And I, I'm, again, I was saying about teachers who have been around for years. They, uh, the current pastoral director of year seven, 
he was with his year group for five years. Yeah. He and he came up all the way, all the way through with that year group, and they were amazing. And I can I remember at the end it was their leaving speech, so they were saying goodbye. And I I just imagine that feeling. You've had such a massive, massive, massive impact in their lives. Yeah. Guys, if you're uh, if you're listening live, um get involved in the conversation. Drop us a message, TT Radio on Twitter, hashtag TT Radio. Get involved. Tell us your teaching journey. What was it like for you? What was your PGC like? What's made you stay in the profession? What's made you maybe even leave the profession? So yeah, sorry, Mr. Book. I just had to had to get that in there. Um, so yeah, what would now I have so many memories of my PGC and what got got me through my PGC. Um, and honestly, it was the the friends I made. They, they were the ones who got me through 100%. That little click I made when we first started. Now, obviously, your training's a little bit different than what I, I was university-based, so it was, it was a little bit different. But do you think having a solid team whilst doing your training has helped you in, in any way? Oh, my God. Hey, without that star through me, there's no <laughs> way I'm it. There's no way I'm making it through this training. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Without the stuff through, hey... You lot might not have seen me in October. It's so crazy. Like, be obviously the um the training that I'm doing, I'm teaching as well as doing all of the university stuff, the assignments, yeah, yeah, all of that. So um, like yeah, now having a solid like not even just the mat like the math department is one thing. Like again, the math department have been amazing. Like even last year when I was a teaching assistant, I could see how like close-knitted close-knit it was and how much they support each other and i'm like wow yeah that's like that's amazing but being able to experience it as a teacher the mass department itself like again the way they back each other up so wavy so so wavy like um again two of us are two of us in the department are trainee teachers one of one of them is an nqt newly qualified teacher and like literally the way um i, I get to learn off of literally what they experienced last year, they're so happy to help me out and so happy to to, to help me learn off of that. And then even just like, I'm you. surrounded by different departments in the staff room, like English, um, Spanish, um, his, um, humanities. Literally, without Maria's chocolates, I don't like... <laughs> Maria would give you food when you don't even know you need food. <laughs> just change the rest of your day. Like, her little Kinder Bueno sweets when she gives you... <laughs> She, you even know it's coming. She just dashes it at your table and then you realise, oh, yeah, I actually needed yeah, the chocolate to get through the rest yeah. of the day. Like, yeah. little things like that, like, it seems little, but they actually, like, they add up and they mean so much in the grand scheme of things, like, just to know that other people are thinking about you. Like, you help, because, again, like, as much as we, we love, the, love the job, like, it, it's stressful, like, there's no hunt, running away from that, like, yeah. it's a stressful job and... When you've had a rubbish lesson, like you can feel like you're alone and like yeah. you're by yourself, and wow, I'm the worst teacher in the world. But that those little things like help you get through it, and like you don't even know you need those little things. But when that when it comes to you and you've you've got a teacher dropping you a little sweet or a little message or just asking how your day was, those little things they help you get through. And there's been some low moments where I thought, damn, let me just pack this up right now. Yeah. Honest to God, it, and it, I'm, I would love if people 
shared their experiences and talked to us and said, look, I was doing my PG, PTC a couple of years ago and this was my experience. Grant, I hear you, mate. I, God almighty, there was one time, there were so many times actually on my PTC where I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I remember I was taking this class. I done my PTC up in Liverpool. Great, great experience. Loved it. Like, I love the city. Love the people there. I remember I was in front of this class and I, I just completely lost control it was there was no learning being done like it was i looked at the the other the other adult in the room was an nqt and i just looked at her i was like i'm so sorry but i have no idea what to do next here <laughs> yeah and I, I was like i don't know i'd never in my life had i experienced actually i don't like that feeling ever i've never experienced that feeling ever um just completely losing control. And I, I passed over control to the NQT. I was like, you need to take over because I'm not too sure what I need to do. And she got a grip of the class and it was fine. It was grand. And then I went to the the staff room and it's that there, there's no worse. Well, I'm sure there absolutely is worse feelings, but honest to goodness, just sat there. You're like, wow, this is that moment. There's no, there's, it's all right. That, like in that moment, I don't think there's a worse feeling. Like for you personally, like you're looking, you've been in the class and you genuinely couldn't control them. Like there's nothing, nothing in your training was working. Nope. Nothing, not like all the techniques, nothing was working. And like, you're supposed to be the teacher and, and you can't control the class. Like it's a terrible feeling to have. Like it's, it's, it's all right to admit it from, it's a terrible, like I, I had a similar experience. Um, When was it? I think it was October, November. It was, and you know, it was just after shout out and you know how rowdy they can be when they come in. <laughs> Yeah, they they can get a little bit. That that's the the spree day core of our school, isn't it? We like to do a good shout out, all right? Appreciate each other, but we do get a little bit rowdy, and that's that's just the nature of the beast. So I I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. So so what happened was it a little bit, a little bit tricky. It was so like I again like I think I may have lost it with them with any class. I think two or three. Two, two, maybe three times where I've genuinely like shouted angrily. Like I can shout, and I probably won't, and I won't be angry. Like this is just me getting control of the class or making mm. sure they're listening. That, but this time I was like, they were so out of control, and there was nothing I could do to bring them back. I literally just screamed at them like, "Are you lot flipping kidding me? Like you lot are like the way you're behaving is an absolute joke. It's a mess." And I was just going at like every, every everything I did in training went out the window. Like this was literally just me having a screaming match versus 13 year olds. Like, no, well that, that's the thing. You never, you never win a screaming match with a 13 year old um, or a class of 13 year olds. No, here's the thing. It, it can be so upsetting because you, you get given the rule book and you get told, here's what works. You try this, you try this, you try this. And, and it just, it just doesn't work sometimes and it's it can be really sad and it can be really really frustrating and you do feel like oh goodness where, where do i where do i go from here and it it, it can that's that's the, the really difficult thing with teaching it can bring out the absolute best in you it can bring out the worst in you mm-hmm. it can be really tricky tell me this then what's i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you a story in fact i'm gonna tell you now i was uh during my pgc and it was my final observation. So the university team were coming out and they, they observe our lessons, sim- similar to how we do. And 
they, they were observing my lesson and I thought, right, here we go. It's going to be absolutely grand. I've been teaching now for nearly 10 months, something like that. I thought, this is absolutely grand. And there was a fight in the first minute. I was like, oh, oh my God. Literally, <laughs> literally giving out the books. And I was like, how has this happened? Like, how has, you've, you've come into the classroom. It's been, I stood at the door, welcomed them in, bit of threshold. And we sat them down. And the next thing you know, it, it just kicked off. And I remember it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. I just walked into the middle of the fight to stop it. I was like, boom, there we go. But I remember in that, I remember just looking over me. I was like, I looked over at the mentor and I was like, oh, what? where do I go from here? Because at that stage, your adrenaline's through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. Now you're supposed to, you're supposed to bring yourself back down and carry on with the lesson. The lesson went fine. Um, I got decent, good feedback. Few things I could have tweaked, changed, etc. But this is the thing with teaching. It in those in the classroom, it, it really can't feel like I don't know, sink or swim. It really can be so so tricky. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, what do I do here to, to get through this hour or forty five minutes or fifty five minutes? And I, I I don't know if Shinika wants to jump in here. I don't know how Shinika is a, a primary school teacher. I don't know how she does it. Because I can only imagine, Shaniko, how do you do it? <laughs> I I think the same thing about you guys. I don't understand how you do it. You're all amazing, honestly. Um, and actually, I've I've been listening, and I could relate so much. It's I just think teacher training in general. Just thinking back to both of you discussing teacher training, I think we all have those po points where we're like, "What are we doing? Am I am I doing the right thing? What you know?" Um, so. I've just been so impressed, sorry, listening to both of you, um, you know, uh, your guest, he's been amazing. It's, I'm happy to hear he's working in his community as well. Yeah, um, I, I feel that's so great. I, I, I feel like the kids appreciate that as well um, because you, you understand the area, although there's nothing wrong if you don't as well, Deglin. Uh, I, I, feel like... I understand it a little bit, just a little bit. I've been there long enough now as well. I'm not, I'm not an outsider anymore. I, you're a Londoner. You're a Londoner now. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. But um, sorry, I believe you had a proper question that I've <laughs> gone just, over. <laughs> what, how, when you're in a classroom environment, uh, mm -hmm. especially uh, what I imagine when you're in the, the primary classroom environment, mm -hmm. it must be very difficult if you've had like a tough hour and say now it's break time they've gone out and yeah. you have to compose yourself over break and then you know you're going to go back into it how i, I don't understand because <laughs> with, with secondary we we have a countdown we're like right i've got this class it's 55 minutes let me get through this as best i possibly can hopefully every, everyone comes out okay the other end <laughs> and, they've, and they've picked up something but yeah. how, how can, i can i don't understand what are you doing primary what, what's the how do you work it? Do you know what? It's a lot of patience. It's, it's a lot of patience. And mm -hmm. in a way, I have to tell myself every day, my class, I tell them you're my family. And actually, you know, we argue with our family, you know, obviously I don't argue with the kids, but you know, sometimes some days we're not going to have, uh, you know, get along as well. But I also like to say we have fresh starts and a fresh start will happen, you know, after break, uh, because <laughs> Yeah, I hear you don't it's do important. that. You'll go crazy. You'll go crazy. And also, uh, like you said, 
you know, you have a little countdown, you're like, you know, a fresh new class. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the kids, that's anxiety. If I think about my primary school children where, you know, say they've got into trouble um, at the beginning of the day, they're probably panicking, thinking, oh my God, I have to go through this with this lady all day long. And so actually, I feel like that gives them a lot of anxiety. So I'm all about fresh starts. But I think it takes a lot of patience. It really does. Um, but I think back to how I was as a child and also, you know, what you'd want for a child. And yeah, that's what influences me when I'm teaching and giving them that time. No, this, this is it. Like we, you don't use sarcasm, right? You because you, you just you well I don't know but I uh, I try not to because one they're not gonna get it it it's who's who's gonna make feel good me and I'm like what I'm the adult in the room that's sad let me not use yeah. let me not use sarcasm but something's interesting I remember getting told in the training year it's like you have a bad experience with a kid in one lesson and and let's be real it happens. Like, mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no point beating around the bush here. We're all yeah. being very open and honest here and, and being, well, yeah, open and honest about our practice. You do have rough lessons. You do have difficult times with children. There's, that happens. It's, it's the nature of the profession. But what is beautiful and then what I got told is in that next lesson, forgive and forget, be pleasant. When they're coming yeah. in the room, smile and say, welcome, look, because they're probably dreading it. Yeah. As yeah. Much as you are, and you're thinking, you know what? That's a child. And mm -hmm. this child's, they have to be here. So yeah. come into the room, relax, sell, forget about what happened last time, and let's just do better. And I remember when I first started, I used to think, all right, I hear what you're saying. I, I know that's, I should be the bigger person, but how? Because if a kid's been really, really difficult, re like absolutely major life hell for an hour or whatever it is, how are you supposed to be like, right? Come into the class, you'll be fine. Da, da, da. And see, to be honest, this year I actually experienced it. There was a, a student who was giving me a very hard time, and I just kept trying to be better, trying to be better, trying to be nicer. And one day it clicked, and genuinely, that, that kid is absolutely fantastic for me now. And that's it, it's, it's really lovely to see. So it does work, yeah. But it's just this sort of the idea of you, ha you have these pre preconceived notions of how it's going to work when you go into a classroom and what way you want to be but sometimes it, the, like I said before the rule book does just go out the window sometimes you're like right how am, how am I doing this is is there other adults who've been doing this for longer that I can speak to and they can give me advice yeah and you're quite lucky because well I'm, I'm quite lucky I know I've had I've had great mentors Chinico have you had any great mentors uh, yeah, I have had some amazing mentors and I think mentors, like my mentors have really pushed me though. They've been like, you know, I can see you in leadership. I can see you from, from like the start and they've been like, <laughs> in a way pushy, but in a good way. And they've always wanted me to do better. And actually, I'd also say, I don't know if it's the same in secondary, but our support staff are like really important. Um, you know, we I have a teaching assistant all the time, and without my teaching assistants, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Like you said, um, you know, you need a fresh start, and sometimes just my teaching assistant can notice the moment where you know things might need to change slightly and get involved. So I think the support of a mentor is so great, a good mentor, um, but also support staff. Um, what about support staff with you guys? Yeah, no, uh, shout out to support staff, right? Get involved in the conversation. What can, what can we do better as teachers? Like? But um, in terms of us, yeah, it, it's much, we don't have one, we don't have support staff for every lesson. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, what you did, it'd be fantastic. It'd be like your sidekick. You'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but no, sadly, it's not the case. Um, we don't always, but they are. They're worth their weight in gold when they're in the ring. For real, hundred percent. Um, and I don't know. I I think back to how when I was a TP or a classroom assistant, yeah. and how much I, I wanted to help and get amongst it. And I'm. It's so lovely to see other other classroom assistants of the same attitude. They're like, no, no, we're we're leaders in this room too. We were going yeah. to have a say in how it's going to work. These students, here's what's going to work. Here's not. Here's what isn't going to work. And they they see the blind spots. They, they see the things we don't see. Sometimes yeah. we're caught caught up in orchestrating the lesson, right? We're caught up in delivering the lesson. Well, Grant, what do you think? Yeah, no, literally just thinking back to my own experience as a, as a classroom assistant. And it's like, you get to play, like I always say, it's kind of like playing good cop, bad cop. And the teacher essentially has to play the bad cop role. Like she's, <laughs> um, the teacher's going to be the one to, to run the classroom and, she's going to be the one that's mainly dealing with behavior and and discipline but again like when deglin says you can you can spot the little things you can um you can kind of hone in oh like I, I remember hone it like in some of the year 10 classes i worked in last year where um there'd be friction between the teacher and the student because it's some um, students not getting it but then i can kind of go over and like talk them through it and and smooth it over and once they once they've understood what's going on then the relationship sort of fixes itself with the teacher because a lot of that friction comes from i don't know what's going on well i've just the teachers explain the teachers feeling i've explained it clearly you're not listening and you're not focusing but sometimes it's just they don't get it and the help of a teaching assistant in the room can help um help them understand or help them um cutting on a bit quicker and that kind of diffuses the tension between the, the teacher and the student. So it's a, those little things that the teaching assistant, the little gaps that the teaching assistant can plug that. If you're just a teacher by yourself in a room, you won't necessarily have the time or like just, yeah, the time to, to be able to plug that gap yourself because you've got a whole classroom of students that need that attention. Yeah, no, I completely hear you there. Exactly. I love that. It's you're, you're plugging those gaps. This is the thing. Teachers are busy squaring everything away right they are running the room there's so many there's so many different so many different kids and needs in the room that you can't focus so much on one person when you've got a tp a classroom assistant they're straight in there and they're they're squaring your way and they're absolutely fantastic right guys i'm going to give us a little break i'm going to read because there's been a technical issue and i can't quite access the jingles stroke news so what i'm going to do is i've got the script and I'm going to read it. I'm going to mute you guys. I'm going to read this out. So dust off. Get yourself a glass of water. And then we'll go again in a couple of minutes. I'll speak to you guys in a wee sec. Okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you want to get involved in the conversation, hashtag TT Radio on Twitter. Tell us about your experience. Tell us about what your, what your training experience was like. What your teaching experience is like. Your ups, your downs. Um, share. It's, it's best to share. Okay, so here we go. Wither Slack Group are celebrating the launch of our new Luxburg Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. It's taking place on Wednesday, the 29th of June from 10 a.m. at Luxburg Court School. The event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. 
The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, this conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim a free ticket for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk events to register or contact events at weatherslackgroup.co.uk for more information. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. We've got another little one to read. Okay, so for education support in IT and computer science, Steve, we're just delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way in Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join Steve remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday, the 8th of June from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term? Join Steve for two days and receive up to £1,360 bursary terms and conditions apply. Aimed at secondary, but primary teachers are also welcome. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to find out more. Okay, guys, let's get our speakers back in. Just a little bit of unmute, unmute. So I was a very, very quick break there. Very, very quick break. We've got some water. We've just got one more advertisement. It's the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service provides secondary schools with an evidence-based curriculum at Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4. It connects it with resources, assessment, next steps, and CPD, powered by Oxford Smart Curboodle. Now, there's a word for you, Curboodle. Fantastic. What makes Oxford Smart different? For the first time, curriculum is seamlessly connected with the resources, assessment, next steps, and CPD needed to deliver that curriculum. This curriculum coherence means all components work smoothly together, gathering data to give you the insight you need to plan, teach, assess, and monitor the progress of all your students effectively, as well as providing a personalized and adaptive learning pathway for all your students. Oxford Smart frees up your time to inspire a love of learning in your students and to spark awe and wonder in your classroom. Visit OUP at global.oup com to find out more there we are something that could potentially free up time which as teachers you know we do not have a whole lot of or at least we could always do with some more of hello hello you're back what's happening we are back excellent reading there well done. <laughs> the most reading we've done in years. Gee whiz, that, that was exhausting. That uh, some great stuff from sponsors, like really interesting stuff. So I was really interested with all of that. Uh, so thank you for that. No, no problem at all. Um, I tell you what, that, that program that frees up your time sounds pretty good. I'll be into that now. Hey, I'm in need of that. I am in need of that. 
Especially no. this time. Although not too long to the end of the year, everyone. No, not too long. We are nearly there. Right, a couple more Ooh. questions for uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a couple more. So Grant, we'll start off with you first, mate. You are present, you're present connected. It says he is not quite yeah. Oh, I miss hide your Oh Grant, you can hear me. You can hear me, Grant stuff. So for you, Grant, tell me this, mate. What makes good day? What makes a good what's a good school day look like for you? Good school day. Um <laughs> I'm gonna say Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, because we always have breakfast on those days. There's breakfast provided, so that always starts the day off nice. Um I'd say a good day is two out of three lessons going smoothly. Like I always leave, I, like I don't let my mood get affected too much if one of the three lessons don't go exactly to plan or I have some yeah, of the yeah. behaviour issues in one of the classes. I take that with a pinch of salt and I, and I think, yeah, I can move on with that. Um, no, I free breakfast, always a good shot. Can't, can't <laughs> be free food. Like, um, I hear you there. But two out of three lessons yeah. is good. I hear you. if you're if you're gonna have you know, two out of three, it's a good way to go. I hear you. What else? Um, uh, no surprises. Like there's there's some days when some stuff are just thrown upon you, and it's like whoa. And like sometimes you got plans for plans for stuff that you wanted to do during your your personal planning time or your your time outside of or your your non contact time and. And you have a couple of surprises thrown at you and you you got to deal with that. And that's never the best. That that does. Those are the little things that, again, do do throw you off and kind of throw off your day. So um, the profession that we're in, we should low-key always, always expect surprises. But the days when there aren't surprises, that's probably... That, that definitely contributes towards a good day. Uh, yeah. No, I, I hear you. I mean, this is the thing with our profession, though, isn't it? There's... there's always going to be something i feel like there's always i imagine our somethings are a little bit different from a primary school something shanique what what little surprise have you had any interesting surprises in a classroom teaching the young ones uh yeah although so i was thinking about this because you mentioned you know what makes a good a good day and actually a few weeks ago uh one of my children so he has got um global development delays so sometimes he doesn't remember some okay. of the things we we go over and uh, actually uh it was on our school trip last week and he said miss i can remember you teaching me the macarena and i was like well whoa whoa and i said can you show me and he was able to show me exactly how to do the macarena and yeah, it's just do the macarena. Like, that's a mess. <laughs> and but i think for other people they'll be like oh what's what's this got to do with anything but actually for him that is a big thing to be able to remember all of that and there's a lot of things he struggles to remember sometimes so actually for him he was so excited he showed the class and you know to even tell you guys it sounds so random but it was such a big thing uh also it shows that obviously you know i teach my kids great dancing skills you know life that's a life skill um but yes (laughs) yeah things can be so random i feel feel like primary school everything you know you never know what's going to happen each and every day it's all a bit random um yeah yeah. 
No, I hear you. And this is it. Like, it, it can be a bit, it can be a bit random. Some of the things that happens, you're like, oh my days, is this, is this real life? Like, is this actually happening? Oh, um, that's my life story. Sometimes I look, I pretend there's like a camera, like The Office. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I look into like this imaginary camera. Facts. <laughs> I feel like every teacher must do that. We just don't admit it to each other. Because the amount <laughs> of times I just look at the imaginary full full. We were on residential recently. And <laughs> God bless, this kid was just washing his shoe in the sink. But like not yeah. even at, not even at the end of the evening, you had to put a shoe back on. To <laughs> the activities. So I, I looked at him. I was like, "You're you're washing your shoe in the sink." And he looked at me. He's like, "Yeah." No, like didn't flinch. Like, oh, I'm I'm the one doing the normal thing. Why are you questioning me washing my shoe? Yeah. I was like, "You are you're joking me." Like, and I felt like Jim from the U.S. office. I just I was looking for that hidden camera. Like, this has to be a joke. This can't be real. Life. <laughs> someone's pranking me here but no he was grand he put his wet shoe on and carried on with the day and i was like oh wow. my god can't believe that wow yeah it wasn't it wasn't uh it mustn't have been pleasant for him because it got very cold so i imagine a shoe might have frozen like um grant another question for you and you would please answer as well once we've all answered um sorry we'll all get an answer grant have you done anything in school that has brought your real sense of pride that you thought, God, I've actually made a difference here today. That's been really, really lovely. Um. Oh yeah. Oh. Apart from playing football with the kids and whooping them, like. <laughs> that's definitely one of the like. That's definitely one of the fun, funner things that I've, that I've done. Like just kicking ball with them, stepping into their into their world, because they're always in our world in the in the classroom and where we run it. And when you're in the you're only in the playground and these lot are playing football like hooligans is <laughs> definitely their world. Yeah, I hear it. I remember it was, it was during community classroom. I tried to go and play ball with him. And it just took me back to when I was in secondary school and absolutely woeful playing football. I was getting bullied. Like, I was getting absolutely schooled by these children. I was like, oh, my God, I'm terrible. It took me right back. I was I, I was absolutely in their world. It's really, it's really their world when, when you step onto the when you step onto the <laughs> Astral Tech. Yeah. Absolutely. Something but, I'm something I'm most proud of. Yeah. It probably it happened it happened as a when I was a teaching assistant. So it's not necessarily when I was a teacher, but um mm-hmm. there was this um one scholar who and this is my like this is my first year coming to the school, so I didn't really know the background any any of the students. Like I'm just working with them. I'm just trying to um, I was working with the elevens a lot, trying to help them yeah, um, yeah. get their GCSEs for maths or whatever. And um, there's this one um, student that I worked with, like quite heavily. Like I was in a lot of his classes, mm-hmm. um, and to me, he just he seemed like a very calm, like he seemed like a calm guy. Um, I'm asked a lot of questions. He tried, like um, he wasn't great at maths, but he tried his best. He was always working, 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 and I was happy for him. Like I, um, I, I grew a good rapport with him. I grew a good rapport with him, but then mm-hmm. his head of year, his pastoral director, and his maths teacher come to me and say. Like this is the most maths work I've ever seen him do. Like this yeah. is the most like he um before like when he was in the younger years and like before he he never really took school seriously and he never really focused in school. And then um when I'm in the classroom now, like he they're saying this is the most maths work he's done. He's coming to ask for extra work. He's coming to get his um, work marked. And um when I like because for me just he, he seemed like a 
like a studio student. I thought this was just how he was all the time, but they told me, yeah, no, nah, this is a new side to him. And yeah, that, that generally made me proud. Like I was to, to have that impact on him or um to to help him to help him get to the level where he's um putting in his own work and he's trying to do better for himself to have played a role in that. That's definitely one of my proudest moments um, in education. No, I hear me. That's that's unreal. The fact that you said, oh, I, I just thought that's how he is normally. That's how a student is usually behaving. And you were told by other members of staff, no, actually, this this kid's doing the business because of you. You're having a direct impact on this kid's life. That's fantastic. That's that's lovely. Shanika, what about you? If you've done anything that's brought you a serious amount of pride, you just thought, you know what, I am the bee's knees. <laughs> is it the Macarena dance? Uh, <laughs> do you know what? That is one of them. That is one of them. But mine's a bit like Grant, actually. Mm. And um, mine is due if I had, you know, parents' evening, uh, at the beginning of the year and one of the parents was just saying oh my child's always quiet they never talk and i was just saying oh your son's amazing like he's always talking in the class like he's contributing and mum was like oh that never happens and anyway throughout the year i was saying when school council goes up you should you you should try and like go up for school council um and he actually went up he's never done it before ever in school he'd never do that and he ended up winning and he is now the school council rep for the class and i remember i got a card from him and he said thank you for believing in me miss i wouldn't have gone up for school council without you and for me that's a bit yeah yeah, you know it's a big thing because i was like but i knew you could do it but i think it's just pushing these children and it's something for him to even write a card and say that 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 meant a lot um and it's something that he'll always remember so Hey, we do a lot, teachers. We do do a lot. And it's from the heart, man. And when you know a child appreciates, you know, it's a lot. There's, there's, weeks, there's, there's weeks where I get the Friday and I, I'm kicking myself because I'm like, I've actually done nothing during the week. I feel like, oh, God, I've, I've done nothing. And then I pause to myself, I reflect, and I say, no, actually, I've taught 22 periods of history mm-hmm. and geography this week. I've actually done a solid amount of teaching and the planning that goes around that teaching I was like right okay let me be easy on myself it's so I think that's such an easy thing for teachers to do that you you, so, you sort of see the negatives you take away the positives it's it's mm. like almost like self-harm you're like oh do you know what oh this is a really obviously it's a really difficult and stressful profession no doubt about it but you really do have to remind yourself that you know what you are really making a difference yeah and you're really helping and it it mightn't even be obviously the the goal is you're getting these kids gcses and you're getting these kids their sat scores and getting them into the secondary school with the ability to read write, read and write well and that, that that's the, that's the big goal that's the big picture right but there's moments you have with students that they're going to carry with them for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and it'll be very small little things and it, it you just it just stays it stays with me. I remember I was talking to this kid recently, and anime is a big thing. I did not know anime was a big thing in London. Right? This has completely blown my mind. Like, <laughs> it's gone, right? Learning about anime, right? And I used to love Pokemon. I used to love Yu Gi Oh, right? <laughs> and I, I none of the kids, none of the other kids were into it. I was like, no, no, this is this is stuff I used to be into. And I remember this one kid put his hand up. I was like, no, no, sir, I love Pokemon. Mm. And it's like, amazing. This was on residential, so we had a bit of time. I was like, oh, man, I love Pokemon. What's your favorite game? Mm. I, was like, I could teach him 
all the history in the world, all of it, and he'll forget every bit of it. And the thing that'll stick with him is Mr. Macalone loves Pokemon, and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's these small, little, beautiful moments that you have that the, the students cling on to. I think it's, it's, it's lovely. Um, here's a good question. That's probably one of the last questions of the evening. Have you had, or sorry, do you think technology makes our lives easier in the classroom? What do you think, Shinigua? Oh, oh, that is a bit of a hard. Oh, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, you know, when I've realized when technology breaks down, I get a bit like, oh my gosh, how am I going to cope? Oh, you're telling um, me. Oh, yeah. you're literally this evening, like, oh my days, I, <laughs> I can't actually hear anything. What is going on? Exactly. Exactly. But I feel like it's our world at the moment. And, you know, I think of data at the moment. It makes data drop so much easier with technology. And, you know, you can connect all, you know, all around the world. You know, I get in my class, you know, mm-hmm. we have like our pen pals where before we'd write to them, but now we can like actually video chat. So there's technology, you know, does make things a bit easier, but when it breaks down, oh my gosh. I didn't even think of that, you know, pen pen pals. What does pen pals look like in the 21st century? Oh, hey, if you ever want to have some (laughs) primary school pen pals, um, you know, our schools could connect. But um, no, it's not, I feel like my children appreciate, you know, talking to other children as well and just like oh you're doing similar things um especially if we think back to covid there were some of my children who didn't get to mingle as much so actually it's nice for them to talk to other children um yeah. who had similar situations but yeah technology yeah and no let's see if is uh no, thank you for sharing um grant still with us let's see you've uh disconnected yeah, still... there or you muted um... yourself sorry Nope, that's great. Well, I'm going to share my opinion. Uh, technology. I am the most useless person with technology on the planet. I feel like, do you ever get, well, I don't know. I, when my grandfather first got a, sorry, first got a smartphone and trying to get him to use that. I feel like that was me trying to learn how to use Excel. <laughs> Absolute scene. Didn't know how to add two and two together, get two formulas working. It took a while. I'm still not there yet. I'm still terrible with formulas. But like you said, in terms of collecting and data, data, it's so, so important and so helpful seeing where your students are at. It, yeah, you have to get good at, at Excel. And I genuinely believe that should be part of the PGC. You should have to spend time getting used to these systems because I had no experience whatsoever when I started my, my career properly when I took on my first job with Excel. Though I do have a GCSE and ICT, so maybe I did learn a bit and I've just forgotten absolutely everything. <laughs> right. right, it's uh, it's it's not great. Like it's it's honestly, it's like me. It's like a caveman trying to bang two stones together to make fire. It's it's, it's not happening when I'm on edX. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. That's funny. No, it's, it's grand. It's it's an absolute scene. Ask any one of my colleagues the looks of disgust and despair. Like, how are you here? How have you actually made it this far? And I'm like, Nate, don't. I don't know. Like, I honestly, I, I don't Winging have it. the answer for you. But yeah, I'm, again, I'm out of myself as a terrible teacher. Maybe maybe not using data. Maybe I'm not quite a terrible teacher just because I don't know how to use technology. Right. Guys, I want to thank you for joining. Shaniqua, you've been an absolute 
star stroke hero stroke savior um <laughs> for you know, honestly for showing me how to work the tech and, and actually get us live on her that was uh no was problem so scary you safe. made it you made it through and i look forward to your future shows you've oh, made listen, it through onward and upward it'll only get better listen i, I love the sound of my own voice don't all teachers but we'll, we'll get there <laughs> Let me see what Grant's saying. Grant, you you with us, mate? I just want to thank you for joining. Yeah, so, I'm here. I don't know what. Absolutely, what, what thank you for sharing. Thank you for being, for being very open and being very honest. Nah, no problem. Uh, listeners, thank mm-hmm. you for listening. It's very, very late in the evening. If you are a teacher, God bless you. You're going to be tired in the morning. Um, but to be fair, we're tired every morning. I think that's the nature of the beast. We're nearly at the weekend. There's plenty of shows on Teacher Talk Radio live tomorrow. If you can't hear them live, we're on Spotify as well, so drop in, give us a listen. But I want to thank you guys for joining us and being very kind. This was my first show, and yeah, I hope we get the opportunity to converse and carry this on in the future. Thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.